Good evening, brothers and sisters. Good evening, sir. How are you all today? Everybody good? <clears throat> okay, let's see. Last week. Let me just share the screen from there. So where did we stop? We stop here. So, 佛是无法可说, <laughs> so we stop here last week. So previously focusing on the Buddha's uh, different types of eyes and then his wisdom and the physical body. And now to this his speech. So we continue here. 这件事可以这样说, 佛所觉悟, uh, wait, hang on, uh, so, 没有能权所权可以为众生分别。So this matter can be uh, can be said in this way or can be explained in this way. Now what is the matter? Uh, the matter which is uh, the mentioned in the previous uh, lesson about uh, whether the Buddha uh, did speak of Dhamma or not. So over here, my teacher's explanation. So when the, we, say, we say that the Buddha is the Buddha, uh, the term Buddha means an awakened one, yeah? uh, loosely translated as an awakened one. So, uh, <coughs> so, what did he awaken to? For so Jiu. So over here, Jiu here uh, trans should be to refer to uh, awaken. Uh, awaken. So what did he awaken to? What did he awaken to? Let me just change the size of this things. Yeah. So what did the Buddha awaken to? Uh, to the utmost or the foremost uh, meaning truth. In other words, ultimate reality. Yeah. Ultimate reality. In the Buddhist teaching, there are a lot of terms to describe the, uh, the truth that the Buddha uh, attained to. Uh, so D-E-E-E -E -E is one of them. We have, we have uh, seen this term before. Uh, this term D-E, -E, the first, yeah, utmost. E, uh, can, I was, uh, we were having a discussion yesterday about this term. Yeah. Uh, literally translated, this term 
means meaning. Yeah. It has this meaning called meaning. <laughs> the meaning of this character is meaning. Uh, it also has another meaning which is uh, that it's used to describe the truth because um, the truth has reasons for it. Yeah. It has meaning behind it. There's principles, there's reasons behind it. Yeah. Everything also have have reasons, have principles behind it. Yeah. yeah. But among all that, this is the foremost, this is the highest, yeah, this is the ultimate. Yeah. So the word T, this is um, truth. Yeah, truth. So sometimes we use capital T to indicate this the highest truth. So what is this higher truth? Ultimate reality. How things truly are. So what is it about the ultimate reality, uh, this ultimate truth that the Buddha attained to or awakened to? Uh, this truth is beyond words. Yeah, it's beyond words. Beyond words, beyond concepts. So beyond words and concepts. Uh, in other words, is uh, it's beyond duality, beyond our discrimination. Yeah. So, for example, um, in the in the Hasutra, we often uh, highlight this, right? Yeah. That whatever name we have, for example, what is this? What is this? This is a mark, yeah. So we call it a mark. Chinese, what do you call it? Pei, oh. Hokkien, Hui. Uh, then Japanese, Kapu. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, something, uh. mm. So, um, but uh, does all this sound really mean this? Actually, those sounds that we heard, mark, yeah, uh, doesn't mean this. We just artificially agree upon that the sound mark means this. Yeah. So the word mark, we artificially link that sound to this. And how do you write the word mark? Yeah. M U G, right? Yeah. How do you write M U G? How do you write energy? Is this how you write? Why, why no? Why? If we all agree this is M, this is U, this is G, then this is how you write. Of course, like that is very complicated. <laughs> right? So you see, even the, the letters M, U, G, we those of us who are Singaporeans and, and basically most people in Southeast Asia because we learn English, right? So, and, and for that matter, whoever is watching this video on Facebook, uh, because we, we pick up the language English, yeah, the English language, and at the elementary stage, the very, very elementary stage in kindergarten, we learn that this is A, this is B. This is C. And after learning it many times, 
then we remember. You know, for many for, for some kids, they take a long time to remember. But once you remember, what does it mean? It means that you accept. You remember and you accept that this, this shape is, it has the sound A. And it has a certain structure and usage for it. And when you put a, a few of these letters together, then it has, it forms a certain word. And these words is pointing to certain uh, reality that is outside of words itself. Huh? The, I, the whole concept of language is so magical, you know. <laughs> yeah. Whether you write it down or you say it, all these are human constructs. Yeah. So the world is the way it is with or without the human construct. Yeah. And hence, ultimate reality is the way it is with or without human construct. Yeah. And if, it's, if it is the way it is with or without human constructs, then it is actually without words. Yeah. Just as this doesn't, doesn't have any mark, any MUG tied to it, but we tie the MUG to it. Yeah. But even though we tie it to it, it is tied not to the mark, but to the language. Yeah. It's defined within the language. And so for different languages, we define it differently. So then we say this is a mark, this is a play, this is a pue, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And that is why this is not a mark. Because if this is a mark, this cannot be a pay. If this is a pay, this cannot be a mark. But because this is not a pay and this is not a mark, you can call it a pay, you can call it a mark. And you can drink water. So, that the ultimate reality that Buddha attained to, awakened to, is um, free of words and concepts. Yeah? Beyond words and concepts. And because if, if it's beyond words and concepts, then what happens? Then how do you how do you say anything? Yeah? How do you say anything to describe it? You can't. If there's no if it if it by itself has no words and concepts, then how do you actually <laughs> use words and concepts to describe it? So rightly speaking, it is ufa Yeah, there's no definable words and concepts that is called the the ultimate reality yeah, for you to, to speak of. Yeah. So, yeah. so the ultimate reality is because it's beyond words. So within the within ultimate reality itself, so-called within, there's no within without for that matter. Yeah. As far as ultimate reality is concerned, there's no words and concepts and there's no um, as a result no uh, express meaning for it also yeah it is just the way it is yeah it is just the way it is the way reality has always been okay so but if that's the case then 
Oh, then the Buddha still gave teachings for 45 years. <laughs> right? Yeah? If there's no words and concepts and nothing can be said about it, then how did he give teachings for so long? And for that matter, if there's no words and concepts uh, within ultimate reality, and if the Buddha don't use words and concepts to describe anything to tell us about it, how do we even have any way to attain enlightenment? Uh, so, Dan yeah. Because if, if that's the case, then sentient beings, yeah, sentient beings have no way, have no means, no ability to awaken to Buddha Dhamma. Uh, in a way, in order for sentient beings to attain uh, enlightenment, to awaken to the truth of Buddha Dharma, the Buddha, in a way, have no choice. <laughs> yeah, have no choice to do what? To, the Buddha had no choice but to skillfully establish, yeah, establish what? words and concepts on something that has no words and concepts. Hmm. Yeah. So establish words and concepts onto something that actually has no words and concepts. Yeah. For what purpose? So that we can understand and we can move towards the ultimate reality, which is beyond words and concepts. So, uh, and how does he do it? Uh, he established in this way. 这是苦集灭道，这是十二因缘，这是六波罗蜜，三世因果，这是三恶道，乃至那是佛，有六道轮回，有三三乘圣人。Yeah，so establish words and concepts in what way? Uh, this is the uh four noble truth: suffering and of suffering, cause of suffering, end of suffering, path leading to the end of suffering. Uh, this is the uh, this is the 12 links of dependent origination or the 12 links of dependent condition uh, conditional arising yeah. this is the six parameter the, the cause and effect uh, tra traversing past future and the present uh, this is the three lower realms uh, up to up to uh, this is Buddha. Yeah. There is the uh, six realms of um, uh, samsaric existence, yeah, rebirth cycle. And there are the three uh, categories or uh, three vehicles of enlightened beings, or enlightened beings of the three vehicles. Yeah. The Shavakayana. The Pasikayana and the Bodhisattvayana. Yeah. So to express using words and concepts, this is something that cannot be helped. Yeah. Uh, out of uh, uh, so in order for us to, to have a starting point, so cannot help it. Have to use words and concepts. 我们从这里才能明白 
from this then we can understand yeah understand what then we can understand no? from having words, labels and concepts to the state which is beyond words, labels and concepts. No? Then what happened? When, when you reach the state of um, beyond words and concepts, then Hang on, let me double check. Make sure everybody who is in is in. So, so, yeah, when, when we, and then when we reach the state where that is beyond words. This is the true Buddha Dharma. This is the true Buddha Dharma. So, when there is still words and concepts, labels, yeah, and so on, this is still the skillful means uh, state. Yeah, the state of skillful means within the Buddha Dharma. Yeah. So each yeah. uh, saying that uh, all phenomena uh, is ultimate reality. Yeah. Uh, that the it embodies all the uh, it embodies the the reality of all phenomena. Yeah. So, so just this phrase, the, the phrase that I just said, uh, this is just still words and concepts, yeah, still labels. So when you attain to the to the to this very state that is described here, okay, uh, actually there's no words. There's no words. Actually, as I'm describing this, I have this analogy. I'm not sure whether uh, it is fitting. For example, let's say you think of a country you want to go, okay? Yeah, now, now nobody can travel or, or not so easy to travel. Yeah, if you if you travel now, you must make sure you go for swab test, quarantine, and then after that go over there, or the, go over there and then quarantine <laughs> two weeks. Uh. So let's say for example, think of a country. Uh, let's say, uh, Chaiquan. Give me a country. You you uh just some random country. Doesn't have to be a country you want to go. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Okay, so let's say you want to go Hong Kong. Okay. So we Hong Kong when when I when we say when Chai Kwan say Hong Kong, in all of us we may have some image, yeah. Uh, but we also know of that Hong Kong is actually a series of sound 
yeah, and also a series of letters, right? So if let's say one day, yeah, maybe in order to experience ultimate reality, we make a few trip. Yeah, this this group we go to Hong Kong. Never mind the the vaccine and so on. Let's assume that at some point we go to Hong Kong. When you do arrive at Hong Kong, does Hong Kong has the label Hong Kong? Have Shifu. When we arrive, it says welcome to Hong Kong. <laughs> huh? Correct. But does Hong Kong by itself has the has the those words welcome to Hong Kong? Actually don't have. We put the words that I mean not we la, they they put the words there, right? On Hong Kong itself, is there the word Hong Kong on the land? No. Right? You think about it? Uh, may have something or Esther have something to say. Me or Esther. Huh? Now if you think about it, Hong Kong is like that. How about Singapore? Singapore is also like that, right? Uh all of you born in Singapore? All born in Singapore. Yeah. So we are born in Singapore and we have spent how many decades in Singapore? Yeah. But this place that we call Singapore is it's just called Singapore, no? Can you find somewhere in Singapore that naturally ha has has this word Singapore? Or Singapore? Have such, have such a thing, right? No. So to truly experience Singapore, in a way, you must also go beyond words. You know? <laughs> yeah. If you if you take the take the travel brochure, and when you reach Singapore, and you just keep on looking at the travel brochure, Singapore, then you're not seeing Singapore. <laughs> The travel brochure, the, the air ticket point you to Singapore. But in order to reach Singapore, you must put that aside. Once you reach Singapore, you can put that aside. Huh. That makes sense? Yeah. So similarly, the Dharma that we usually say Dharma Dharma, now that is actually still based on words and concepts. Um, it is called wisdom also because it points towards reality. But actually, it is not the reality. Yeah. In the Heart Sutra, we actually mentioned about this. Huh? Yeah. But because it points to reality, so we call it wisdom and we call it Dharma also. Yeah. But through that, we are supposed to then reach the, the reality, ultimate reality, which is beyond words. Oh. So as a result, uh, so when you truly uh, awaken, attain to that state, which is ultimate reality, there is no such a phrase. Yeah, the above phrase. Uh, no such a phrase. 
just like when you truly come to Singapore, there's no words that you can find. <laughs> I mean, of course, if you go to some landmark, they purposely, you know, put a put a signboard, you know, put a signage on the floor. Yeah, Singapore. <laughs> but Singapore itself actually have no words, no name. Yeah, that's why we can name it Singapore. Yeah. So. 所以学习佛法的时候，不要太执着，啊，不必去争论有我和无我，常和无常这件事。And that's why my teacher, according to my teacher, uh, when we learn the Buddha Dharma,所以学习佛法的时候，what about it？不要太执着，啊，don't be too attached，don't be too attached to what？不必去争论有我和我，we don't have to go and uh, debate and argue about whether there is self or no self. Uh, whether is permanent or impermanent, or, or yeah, permanent or impermanent. This matters. Don't have to. 这种种分别其实都是相对的. All this discrimination are actually in fact what? 其实都是相对的. Are in fact Opposing, yeah, opposing. Or that's a term that is more commonly used, duality, yeah. When they say it's xiangdui, opposing, that means they are duality, yeah. As opposed to self, then we say there's no self. Opposed to permanent, then there is impermanence. If there's no impermanence to, to talk about, then there's no permanence to talk about. Yeah. If there's no light, there's no darkness to talk about. So, as far as the conventional uh, truth is concerned, yeah. Conventional truth. Yeah. In this state, 有种种差别可以安利种种名言. Due to all the various differences, then we can establish all kinds of words. Yeah. In conventional truth, because of the differences, we establish, oh, this is a mark, this is a stylus, this is a pen. Yeah, because there are differences. Yeah. So, this is a lamp, this is a lamp, this is a book, this is a house, this is a person. So, this is a flower, this is a grass. Yeah. In ultimate reality, there is no such distinction. No such uh, Distinction or difference, yeah. right? Because because ultimate reality, reality, within ultimate reality, there's no words, no words to to establish. Yeah. And that's why the the wisdom that attains to the ultimate reality is without discrimination.
but what about it? Tan but it is wisdom. Yeah, it is wisdom. So for those who have not awakened, who has not attained, those who have not attained or uh, awakened uh, to ultimate reality doesn't have this non-discriminating wisdom. Yeah. In other words, the wisdom that has attained to the ultimate reality that's without words. Uh. So is not able to attain to ultimate reality. So where does this wisdom come from? So the wisdom that is beyond words, uh, where does it come from? It comes from the, the Buddha Dharma that is established with words and concepts. <laughs> yeah. Established in this way. Yeah. So when we learn up to a certain point, then uh yeah. on one hand we learn vipassana. So this is vipassana. So initially when we cultivate samatha, yeah, which is the quietening of the mind, uh, what must we do? Our mind must be anchored, must abide by the uh, object, yeah, object of our uh, meditation. So for example, if it's the breath, then you must abide the mind on the breath. You must anchor it there. Uh, but in reality, this so-called object, uh, we loosely can we can uh, translate this to object. Uh. So in our uh, recent revision of the translation. We translate this as uh, object of link. Yeah. So we translate yuan as link. Yeah. So the mind link with an object. Yeah. So the object of link. Yeah. Of the mind linking it. Yeah. What does it mean? It means like let's say your mind has something, you have something in your mind. Okay. So kind of in a way kind of like you your mind can pay attention to this yeah yeah so you shift your mind towards something yeah so we that's the yuan or we translate as link so in this case the object so uh what about it so in in fact in reality this object of link is also what? It's also false. Yeah? It's also 
uh, it's also unreal. Uh, it's actually unreal as well. Uh, it's actually false and unreal. So using the breath, for example, as the object link, yeah, or object of link, or link object rather. <laughs> Yeah, the breath is also unreal. It's also uh, illusory. Yeah. Or maybe you use the the qilun, the uh, what you call it, belly. Yeah. You can use the belly area, belly button, yeah, or the abdomen area. Yeah. Uh, or you use a lotus. Yeah. Uh, or you use a sphere or no, a circle, uh, a circular disc of light as your object. Uh, all regardless of whether you use the colored disc yeah, or colored light, uh, green, yellow, uh, actually rightly speaking it's not green, uh, it should be cyan, yellow, uh, red uh, or white. So, yeah, the word qing, qing se, this is actually more akin to cyan. Yeah, lü is actually green. Qing is not green. Qing is somewhere between green and blue. Qing huang si bai. So, di sui huo feng, or maybe you have the, the four elements, the four great elements as your object. Yeah, earth, water, fire, wind. Uh, so all these are what those are They are all false illusory uh, object view. Yeah. So yeah, but if you practice for a long time, yeah, uh, contemplating on let me just admit somebody into the class. Uh, if you contemplate on ultimate reality for a long time, yeah, uh, so then you no longer use the conventional truth as your object. Yeah, so conventionally we say breath. So you are you are still uh, uh, observing the conventional reality. Yeah. So, uh, but if you are to contemplate on ultimate reality, then over time, then it shifts. Yeah. Then shift to what? Uh, then you are using ultimate reality as your object. Then yeah, you can abide by, uh, keep your mind abiding on the ultimate reality. This is beyond discrimination features. Oh, this is a very high state. Uh. Can you all do it yet? I cannot do it also. <laughs> ah, this is a super high state. Uh. So, Tao, so at, at, this, at this state, what happened? Uh, at that stage, then you will know. know what? So, yeah. And at this state, then you will know that. Uh, as far as the Dharma speaker is concerned, there's no Dharma that can be said. 
What does it mean? If we say to, to give a Dharma talk, yeah, so the Dharma is supposed to be the reality, right? So in, in reality, there's no words in reality. So in, in reality, nothing can be said. Yeah. So what is being said? What is being said is the conventional Dhamma that is pointing to the ultimate truth Dhamma. So uh all the words, all the various different types of words, yeah, all the various various words, yeah, these are skillful, these are uh, skillful means, yeah. These are different ways to skillfully establish. Yeah, they are established skillfully for us to comprehend because that's the only way we can do it now. Yeah. Uh, I ever attended a, a talk, I think, uh, and I like, I quite like the way it's described. Um, and I think it describes the, the venerable, I think, described in this way something like, like imagine if you are in, uh, like ancient times, okay? And if you are staying in Southeast Asia, then in Southeast Asia, there's no such a thing as ice, right? No, no such a thing as ice. But let's say you meet someone who is from a faraway place in the north. And in that place, they have snow, they have ice, right? Uh, but in ancient times, you, you may not have traveled outside your kampong. <laughs> So how, when someone from far away come over here and they want to tell you about ice, but your where you are in Southeast Asia, you don't have a word that can describe ice because the ice don't exist. So you don't know how to describe the ice. The ice or snow, as far as you're concerned, cannot be described. So if that person still want to describe to you how, how, ah, let me see. You all don't have ice, but ice is made of water. So aye, but also aye, no, no, but it's not aye, it's not aye. But so how, how, how is it like, oh, it's like a stone, batu. Oh, so aye, batu, ice, <laughs> right? Right in Malay, ayah batu is ice, right? Uh -huh. Huh? I, I don't okay to be fair, uh, to be fair, I, I'm guessing, okay, I'm guessing. So please forgive me. Uh, I'm guessing. Yeah. I, I I find I think uh I think some of these words come about this way. Yeah. Uh using existing language, you try your best to describe what you actually nap don't have, don't exist here. But the person trying to describe have seen it before. Must have seen it. Otherwise, how you describe, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, so come on, the word aye batu. Just like the word for computer, tianao. Actually, tianao <laughs> is, is a very interesting word. Uh. Literally, it means electric brain, right? Why? Because computers were not invented in China. 
So actually, we don't have a word for it. Yeah. So how to describe it? Well, it's like a brain, you know, you can, you can cal calculate, you can think, you know, but it's, it uses electricity. So, now. <laughs> but in China, they used to call it Ji in China in Singapore is calculator, right? But if you think about it, the word computer, compute actually means to calculate. Yeah. Compute actually means to calculate something. Yeah. So computer is basically the equivalent of calculator. That's why in China, when they later on um, uh, establish a word for this thing that is called a computer, they call it Ji Ji. Yeah, early days, early days. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, they also use the common term Tiennam. So, uh, <clears throat> so, if you practice in this way for, for a while, and then your mind is able to establish on ultimate reality and just abide in it, then at that point, your mind is also uh, it is also free of discrimination. And then at that point, you will know uh, there's no Dharma that can be spoken. Uh, uh, so we have gone through this. Uh, so, hmm. so this is like that my teacher gave an example, uh, a metaphor. Uh, give a metaphor. Just like crossing a river. Just like crossing a river, you must either have a bridge or a, or maybe a road. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't cross the river. So, uh, so that's why when we are learning, learning what? Learning Dharma, uh, we can't help it but learn in this way. Uh, learn in what way? Learn through words and concepts to attain to that which is beyond words and concepts. Galaxy S10 Lite, who is that? Oh yeah. Uh, Lei Hua, Lei Kim, and Galaxy S10 Lite. Can you all turn on your webcam uh, when you attend the Zoom class? <laughs> Sorry. Let you start video. Yeah. Uh, S10 light, you need to angle it so that <laughs> you turn on video by a point at the sky. <laughs> uh, Lei Hua and Lei Kim. Okay, I'm going to continue with the class. Huh? So, uh, yeah, we can't help but we have to learn through words and concepts. Then what happened? Uh, but when once you attain and awaken to uh, ultimate reality, then at that point in time, it is beyond words and concepts. Yeah, that state is beyond words and concepts. 
yeah, is uh, name speaking dharma. Yeah. 若从佛为我们宣说的语言文字上来通达无语言文字是名说法 so this whole process of using words and concepts to describe uh, the ultimate reality, which is without words and concepts, so this is name, yeah, uh, speaking Dharma. Just name speaking Dharma. Uh, this is very interesting. Uh, because there's actually no Dharma to speak about, because ultimate reality is without words. Ma. So it's just named that way. Yeah. Because the words and concepts are actually skillfully established for our convenience. Not that, not that because we must remember, although the Buddha established so many words to describe the, the truth, the truth is still without words. Huh? Just like the mark, we call it a mark, it's still not mark. Huh? That's why to a small kid, it doesn't he, the small kid doesn't know that this is a mark. It is just named a mark, called a mark. And if we all agree, then it's then we call it a mark. And it still is still not a mark. <laughs> it is just named a mark. <clears throat> yeah. So the same for reality. Yeah, ultimate reality is beyond words. Even if you give it a name, it is still beyond words. No? Still beyond words. So this is the next section. Earlier part is on the Dharma. So if, if we can perhaps round up the, the previous section, uh, so what's the implication to us? Yeah. The implication is um, that we shouldn't grasp on to the words and concepts that is what we call Dharma Dharma. But important thing to highlight, uh, non-grasping, non-attachment to it doesn't mean that it, that it has no function. Uh. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you can just use any words without care about the conventional meaning also. Yeah? Uh, because the, the, the words and concepts used to describe ultimate reality was chosen specially to point towards reality. Yeah? Uh, if you just anyhow jumble them up, you cannot say, oh, because ultimate reality has no words and concepts. So then you can just anyhow say, oh, these other words and concepts also, is also reality. Understand? Cannot. Uh, because it's very easy to say, for example, we say that this is mark, right? This is just called a mark. So we can call it anything, right? Agree? Agree or not? Can we call this anything else? Can. Just not say already, ma. Bueya, peya, right? Uh, so can we, now can we call this, aha? <laughs> can or not? Can, if, if the few of us agree. If we agree, then we call this, aha. Or, oh, uh, 
Kevin Pass mir. Ah, do you mean? Oh, well then we have a lot of confusion, ah. Yeah. So, or can we say this is a car and not a mug? Or can we say that this is a this is a table? Can or not? Uh, how many of you say can? Say that it's okay. How many of you say say that it's not okay to call this a table? Uh, how many of you decide to sit on the fence? No comments. <laughs> Singaporean number one in no comments. <laughs> Actually, we can within our limited scope. We can. But because the word table already has an established meaning that is agreed by everybody found in the language called table, if you, if you double use it, it is called overloading, overloading of the word table to, to mean this. What will happen is then you will create confusion with other people. Then you are violating conventional truth. <laughs> Conventionally, this is called table. <laughs> I was going to say conventionally this is called table. <laughs> conventionally this is called mark. What? Yeah. And even this, uh, some people call it cup. Uh, right? But so there was one Heart Sutra class. I asked, what is this? Then most people say cup. Then some people know this is a mark. Yeah, huh? Really? They say, yeah, have year, have a year, it's called mark. <laughs> so later I, I went online to check. Oh yeah, when there's a year that is called a mark, you know. <laughs> yeah. Then someone asked, how about teacup? Teacup also got here. Then I'm like, ah, I don't know already. <laughs> so conventional truth has this kind of problem. Yeah. Uh, but if conventional truth is already established and you violate it, you must be very careful. <laughs> yeah. And so if someone use some other words and claim that that is the Dharma that the Buddha teach, can we say that that is not right? Or can we, should we say, ah, let's not be attached to words and labels. So whatever people say can, can accept. Can or not? Cannot. Huh? When my teacher said that, early on he mentioned that um, we don't need to argue over whether it's like this or like that. Huh? That's talking about our own cultivation. Yeah, on That we don't grasp onto duality because ultimately, Duality is conventional truth. Yeah. Ultimate reality has no duality, no words and concepts. Yeah. So, but there's still conventional reality, conventional truth that is established through words and concepts. Yeah. So the Buddha makes use of conventional reality, words and concepts to point towards ultimate reality. So the conclusion, if I can wrap up the earlier section, which is that no Dharma is being said. Dharma is beyond words. Uh, have to be careful. Mm. Don't end up basically saying, oh, since ultimate reality is beyond words, so any word can mean Dharma. <laughs> because it's not true. So ultimate, uh, what do you call it? Conventional truth has its own conventional meaning. Uh, we can re-establish the meaning, but only if it is well-established. 
Yeah, that's why the Buddha used words like Nibbana. Nibbana originally don't mean, yeah, all this actually has its own uh, conventional meaning, like extinguish, yeah, Nibbana, Niroda. Yeah, but in the Buddhist teaching, so-called Buddhist teaching, uh, when the Buddha used this word, he, he used this to say, uh, the extinguishing of the flames of greed, hatred, and delusion. The extinguishing of suffering. Yeah. So actually, he is just using concepts that we understand and then give it a new meaning. So within the Buddhist circle, we agree. So Okilong, so Niroda is cessational, then Nirvana is the, what we call enlightenment. No? Uh, but outside of that, who cares? <laughs> yeah. So if if we want to um, talk about Dharma, then we must follow this set of conventional truth so that we can understand each other also. Uh, then we can understand each other. Also, I have to be careful. Yeah. And then we stop here. <laughs> yeah. I decided uh, each section should have a bit of wrap up. Uh. Otherwise, we go through, go through, go through, then, hey, eh? <laughs> we're happy. Uh. Go through, go through, go through. Eh? So, like that, then how? Uh? So, what? <laughs> So today is the seventh of April, twenty twenty-one. Okay, very good. Now we switch over. Everybody okay? Everybody good? Come, let's do dedication. Yuan Xiao San Zhang Chu Fan Nao. 愿得智慧真明了，不愿罪障悉消除，世事常行菩萨道。阿弥陀佛，起立。